Just a quick reminder that some of these conversations and the language that's used is for mature audiences only, so listener discretion is advised. Each week, I'm going to start doing a vocab word of the week. This week's word is sex positive, which is the idea that people should have space to embody, explore, and learn about their sexuality and gender without judgment or shame. Here we go! So in a similar world, like, so I played Sims growing up. Yeah, I know exactly what you're about to go to. Literally. I'm there. Did you make your sins have same-sex relationships? Was that hot guy, Lee, who was in Mulan, actually bi? Did The Sims teach us more about dating and sexuality than school or parents did? These are some of the things that we're going to talk about this week. With my dear friend, Preston Anderson. My name is Jack White. I'm your host. And this is Y'all Are Gay. Let's get real. I know a little bit of your story, um, just from what we've sort of chatted about back and forth, but I would love to hear, like, you know, what is your coming out story and what, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, God, I feel like there's so many ways I can start this and I've been thinking about it um, so much since you asked me to be on this. Um, I think... The, the most, like, the best way to do my story justice is just to start from the beginning, really. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I guess I think that I always knew that, you know, I was, like, a little different. That's a very cliche way to start it, but... Um, <laughs> no, I, that's good. It's true, though. <laughs> I, I knew, just to be, like, straight with it, like, I knew when I was, like, 13, um, I had a wet dream about a sweet boy. I will not use his name in case, this, you know, somehow he hears this. <laughs> Um, in case the whole like a, world gets to hear it yeah, and he's yeah. like wait a second Preston I had the same like, dream oh, no. yeah. and then you <laughs> oh, guys no. end up getting married and- <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a straight boy um, but it was like uh, the sad boy vibe of that is that um, I you know it was I, I had this affection for this you know guy that I went to this camp with and um, he was like one of the first people that re- really felt like I I connected with that was like a guy friendship that was like yeah, a very deep connection from, you know, someone in my young age group um, or like young times. How am I saying that? That's how we're going to say it um, from my young times. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it was someone that I felt like I really connected with deeply. And I think um, I, I guess I just like explored that relationship in a deeper sense in my dreams. So that was like, I, you know, I woke up that night in the middle of the night, just sobbing because I was so confused. Mm. And so just like, oh, this means something and I don't want it to mean something. And so I'm going to choose for it to not mean something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the theme of things, I think, up until, you know, up until I eventually did come out. Um, but I think from there, it was like, just constantly, like, I don't know, so many people, I think so many people like recognized that I um, was leaning in this direction and and that always made me super uncomfortable because it always felt like people knew truths about me that I didn't know about myself yet mm-hmm. um and that was super unsettling um you know like totally. just being made fun of a lot being bullied for um being different I guess I had uh kind of like a um there's one point where I had like a retainer thing in my mouth and I had a list because of it mm-hmm. um and so people 
made fun of me for that, like calling me gay for that. And um, at one point there was like kids that like, you know, um, spray painted Preston's a faggot on the, like the, oh. uh, yeah, like on a, where was it? It was like a shortcut to my elementary school. Like a, it's like a train tunnel or something. Right. Um, and they yeah. spray painted that. Yeah. And, you know, that was like the first time I'd ever been called the F slur. And um, so many things like I, you know, randomly got like groped by a guy in a main event, which is like a Dave and Buster's for anyone who doesn't know what main event is. Um, mm-hmm. Randomly groped by a complete stranger and was just confused as all get out by it. And, you know, what went and talked to a police officer. Oh God, I probably couldn't have been 12, 11. I, I couldn't have oh been my at God. all. Yeah. And I don't know how old that guy was. Um, I had no framework for like who, who was mm-hmm. older for me and what age I just, you know, they, they could have just been in high school. They could have been in college. Um, right. but I had no, fr- I know no way to know. Um, I remember that. And then there were just so many, like, <laughs> you know, that joke that, that John Mulaney joke, um, where he's like, he talks about like the feminine hips things. Like that's the thing I'm sensitive about. Literally mm-hmm. someone co- told me I had feminine hips once. And so I was like, d- <laughs> like deeply identified by that joke. Um, so there's just so many things here and there. Like it felt like people were, you know, saying this about me and it was just a truth that they all knew that I didn't. And so it felt like the joke was on me in a sense. And so, um, I, um, carried that, you know, with me for, for a very long time and, um, and just buried all the gay shit down. Just like we said, no, we're not, we're not dealing with this. Um, yeah. and my community is a large, like whether, consciously or subconsciously always communicated that being gay was not, you know, an acceptable thing. My parents are super accepting and super loving, but even, um, uh, even they were like, Hey, like, like at one point I asked them like, what would it be like if I were gay or like if one of your kids was gay, just kind of you know, testing the waters yeah, a little get, bit. Put that plug out there. Like, yeah. Could you yeah. Imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> and, and so for them, they, they were like, um, you know, we would love, nothing would change. We would love you no matter what, but just know that we, see it as being a very difficult life. And so um, I think they were telling me a truth, but I think it was, a, you know, I internalized that differently. It's like, this is wrong. And that's not that they were saying at all. They were just saying it's a very difficult life to walk in a sense because the world is not accepting. And that's what they were trying to communicate, but I internalized that so differently. And then, yeah. you know, and then my community as a lar- at large, you know, it'd be things like, um, you know, I don't really care about uh, if people are gay or not. Uh, I just don't want to see it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want that to be my face. And so the, the, mm. the grand narrative around this is that being gay is wrong. At one point I'm in young life and, you know, young life Christian world oh, yeah. is, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like very directly communicating like homosexuality is a sin and like, that's not something that we can pursue. And so right. it becomes a bit more overt and that kind of pushes me into the Baylor world where, um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, way more overt a vertical is praying about homosexuality. I'm, I'm going to church sermons where they're praying over the sins of um, right. places like, you know, New York, like celebrating gay marriage and things like that. So totally. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So I'm getting pushed into that direction. I, I started going to Baylor, um, tried to date a few girls actually during high school. I dated a girl the whole four years um, mm-hmm. who's wonderful. Um, and that also added a level of confusion too, because I was very attracted to her. Like she's a wonderful person. Every, like I could have imagined right. a life with her, like that whole thing. And so that added this whole layer of confusion to it all. Cause it's like, Hey, I have feelings for her and they're very real. <laughs> so totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that brought me into, um, into Baylor and started trying to date girls there. Um, really felt Which like is that a was whole, like, oh, a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It really is such a whole thing. Um, because you have like this, like, you know, 
all these spiritual leaders at your back, like mm-hmm. trying to like coax you into being like, you really need to be like the man and like leading this girl in the, the, the godly relationship and all this. And, yeah. and, and that's great. And I'm, just, but I'm so insecure in myself and who I am, but like I, that I can't even just, you know, I can't like do that. I can't like be a spiritual leader for someone else when I can barely even like lead myself. Right. right. Um, so exploring relationships with uh, girls, my freshman year, that doesn't work. And then my sophomore year rolls around and this is where it kind of, it becomes the beginning of the end for me, I guess is the way I would say it. So <laughs> I love it without saying names and she'll know who she is. If she ever hears this, um, <laughs> love her dearly. I, I genuinely do. And um, I hold no ill will towards her, but she was just doing the best way to reach out to me in the way that she knew how at the time. So mm-hmm. beginning of sophomore year rolls around and this girl comes up to me and we're friends, right? It's great. And says, Preston, I have this feeling you have um, like a deep confession of sin. Um, that you're just like oh, wanting shit. to, yeah. What's like one of those things, right? Oh so, my if you're god! Baylor, I, like if you're a Baylor, you know this. Like you know this. You know reality. what this means, right? Yes. Like it's and it's for people. Covers- sorry, for people that no. don't go to Baylor, there is this like. I don't even know what to call it, but this like okayness to come up to someone and just be like, "Hey, God was telling me to tell you something." Um. And like I, yep. I did that, you know. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, ooh. But okay, yeah. so continue on. And I'm certain that I was guilty of it at some point too. Um, I, you know, just and and the thing for me then was like I'm in such a you know different space with my spirituality and my religion at that point where like that's something that I'm very receptive to. Like I'm like, oh mm-hmm. yes, like, um. I do have a deep confession of sin that's been like weighing on me. And like um, my freshman, my whole freshman year, I've been able to like completely shove apart the whole gay thing to to the point where I was like, maybe I can just not deal with this. Maybe this is the thing that's Mm -hmm. just not going to happen for me. Um, And then, no, so she comes up to me and and it's actually kind of where the bomb drops. And I, I, I tell her, I'm like, Hey, um, you know, I'm dealing with, homosexuality and that's of course how you have to frame it i'm struggling with like homosexuality yeah or like same sex attraction or same sex attraction right that's actually that's probably what i said um (laughs) i'm dealing with same sex attraction Mm -hmm. and um and she's like yes great good you know i hear you understand that she's Um, like i fucking knew it (laughs) (laughs) i fucking knew this wasn't a secret to me (laughs) <laughs> oh my god it was a secret to me jesus okay um so so what she tells me then is like okay you need to like call two of your closest friends right now and, and like let them know like that's like like who who is the lord like leading you to um to tell right now in this moment moment and i'm like i know exactly who i know exactly who so i call up a girl and a guy um whose names i will also leave uh yeah, that's fine. Out of it, they, they they know who they are. Um, I called them, and it was the both of them were so receptive, so sweet, so kind, um, and you know it, it was good. It, it felt like I was like, okay, like I'm going into a right space with this. Like I'm admitting that it's a sin, and like I'm ready to tackle the sin on. Ready, and I'm, I'm I've got like people in my in my uh, my field, my camp, whatever. They're like ready to root for me. Yeah, and um, so I so I am feeling good about it. It's fine. Um, I do Pine Cove that summer. Mm, and gotta love the pine covers and really it just like even goes deeper right so it's like i i on an interview for pine cove i tell them that i struggle with same-sex attraction to be like totally vulnerable and like let my leadership know and um like all that and um throughout the summer we're like we're encouraged to do our testimonies like one by one and we were given like a time limit Mm -hmm. of like you know 
tell us our yeah, like, the your, time. <laughs> you, you know, like know your story, put it down your to story. a T, and then yes. um, make sure everyone's crying at the end. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. And so um, I was like the last one to go that summer, pretty much. I had been like praying mm-hmm. like every single week. I was like, God, not yet. Like, please, like, I don't want to be the one because I knew that I was going to have to share that story because it was not. Um, like, even though I was in a good place with like admitting it in a sense, I wasn't ready to admit it's like 30 people. And um, so I, I was like praying like every single time he would like randomly draw out of a hat, like who was going to do the testimony, I'd be like, God, not yet. And then the day that I was ready, I was like, God, yes, please. And then it was me. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's okay, perfect. Let's go. It was beautiful. You're like, all right, um, Jesus, let's do this. Yes, come through. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I tell, um, so I tell it, I literally from the whole deal, I'm just like, yes, this is my truth. I struggle with same-sex attraction and everyone's very receptive and kind, but that's the thing. It's like, it was because I framed it this way. It was because I mm-hmm. said it's a sin and I am struggling with it. And it's like, that's the cross that I have to bear and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so they were very receptive to that. Um, except for one guy kind of got really weird with me after it, but he did his best. God He's love probably- him. probably... He, <laughs> you know what he did his, <laughs> he did his best he i probably was the first person that he ever met that had like openly ever admitted that i'm attracted to men and so that was probably yeah. very difficult <laughs> yeah he, he, god bless him he really tried um yeah sort of <laughs> and so so yeah so I, I i make that confession things are fine whatever and i think the underlying thing throughout all this like as much as i'm like saying that i'm okay like I'm not like, I want, I just so badly want to believe that this is a sin that I'm tackling, but the more that I like continue to read about it or the more that I continue to like talk to people about it, the less, you know, confident I felt like this is the angle to be taking. Um, And so, um, you know, fast forward a little bit. um, So (laughs) moved to this, to my junior year, like um, after that summer of Pine Cove, um, that junior year, I go to Peru to study abroad and then I come back and, um, not like I, I felt like I had like a couple spiritual awakenings while I was in Peru. Like while I was like by my, I was by myself a lot, um, mm-hmm. and just kind of had a lot of time to think, and so um, just kind of isolated from a lot of like Baylor world. And I felt like I was like really like free from the sin of homosexuality at one point. Like literally had like yeah. so much prayer time, and I was like, I think I'm free from this. And then, you know, I'm still struggling with it. So I'm like, okay, this is what I, everything I know just feels like a lie. So like I'm coming back to Baylor. It's kind of a different world because. Um, you know, so my a friend dynamics have totally changed. A lot of things have shifted from that one semester, uh, my my first semester junior year to that second one. So I just had to go to counseling. I can't like handle yeah. all the shit that's going on in my life at this point. Um, and right, so I just had to go to right, everyone should like, go to counseling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like everyone that like in our Baylor life definitely needed to be in a, like with a therapist at some point. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just everyone in general, really. But um, anyway, so I. Um, I go into counseling um, at the like behest of someone that is like mentoring at this time who was just so uh, gracious. I, and, and like, again, someone who was like guiding me in the best way that they knew how at that time, who has come around and about face and been like, I should not like have guided you in this way. Um, mm-hmm. I would have like totally told you to come out and just be your authentic self. And I regret that and all this. So that's you know, side story. To They've that, reached but, out to you since you've come out. Yeah. And said that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really, awesome. it was a really sweet moment for me. Um, and yeah, so um, I never like held any like negative feelings for them neither. So anyway, so they were encouraging me to go to counseling and I went to a Christian counselor through, mm-hmm. I will call this one out, um, through the Austin Stone. 
So, oh, no. um, so, so. <laughs> describe the Austin Stone. <laughs> okay, so the Austin Stone is a non-denominational church based out of Austin, Texas. Um, and a non-denominational church for anybody that is like not familiar with that, it's just it's it's just Baptist rebranded in my mind. Um, hmm. That's how I feel about it. I don't know if you feel that way. Um, yeah, that's I've never thought about it that way, but it's that's a good point. Yeah, it feels very Southern Baptist rebranded, um, and. Uh, at least that's always been my experience with it. I always really enjoyed a lot of my experiences with them. Um, but um, there's always, you know, things. And for me, this thing was the homosexuality piece. So, right. um, so it's a very, like, it's very evangelical. It's very, um, it's just that. And uh, they have like a branch of their church that does like Christian counseling. And a lot of them are actually like clinical psychologists and, you know, they have like doctorates in therapy or whatever it is that, you know, all that yeah so, so they're legit you know you, you feel like you do a, a, a good person yeah it's the real deal and so um i didn't really have the money to do this at the time and i also couldn't ask my parents because i didn't want my parents to know that i'm going to counseling for like homosexual right. shit like that's that's just like to me it didn't feel like their business and i didn't want to stress them out like i you know whatever so yeah i mm-hmm. just wasn't ready to, to have that conversation with them either so um so i go to these counseling sessions i go to four of them and then my last one he was like um, you know, you really need to marry being celibate for the rest of your life and just really consider that as a truth for you. Ooh. And I'm like, like, this is a healthy, oh, healthy relationship. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> Freaking out a little bit. Um, gay panic, big, 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 big gay panic. Gay, and hashtag big gay panic. Yeah. <laughs> like truly. Um, and it really, honestly, it really fucked me up. I, I went back after that and I was like, I think I'm done with this. <laughs> so yeah. um, ended counseling after that pretty abruptly. It was like, I just could not handle the stress of that. Like it was something I did not want to hear. It was something I was so not like, it was just felt like crushing. And um, and that is not what counseling is supposed to be at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what therapy is supposed to be at all. It just was like, it was too much. I'm like 21. I am just fucked up and like looking for, you know, looking for answers mostly. And that was not something that I needed to hear. Yeah. Um, Piece of advice. If you're 21 and a counselor tells you to be celibate for the rest of your life, you can go tell them to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely. um, Wow. And, and so that wasn't like, that definitely wasn't conversion therapy in the sense that like, he was actively trying to make me straight or anything like that. For me, it's like the closest I think I would have ever gotten to conversion therapy. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. someone who's like actively trying to prevent me from being gay <laughs> instead of, um, which like conversion therapy is more like we're trying to change you. And he's like, you just right. can't be gay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so not, not great. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> not, not great. Not great. Yeah. So, I just tucked that away and I'm like, I do not have the emotional capacity to deal with this right now. Um, senior year, I just live, I live out my senior year. I'm so focused and busy on work, school, whatever. I just fill up all my time with things that are just anything that can fucking distract me from this. And so that's what I did. Um, graduate from Baylor, moved to Austin. Um, and that was like a super chance thing too. That's a whole nother story, but I ended up in Austin and, mm-hmm. um, like working for this like little nonprofit deal, living with, um, my sweetest, sweetest dear friend, Mitchell Huffington. And, uh, what a, just a great experience that was. So, yeah. um, he and I ended up moving with this girl, Alexa, 
the, the three of us moved into this little sweet house in Austin and they were very like, eventually I was able to like, I came out to them and in, in like a, um, I'm bisexual. I think way I, I'm mm-hmm. questioning my sexual identity. I have been wrestling with this so much that I just think that I have to just, I just have to own it at this point. Like it's too mm-hmm. much anxiety and too much pain. Every time I open a Bible, I just like feel like I hate myself and, um, I just need to take a step back and just like really assess how I am with my sexuality. And like, this is something that's real for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were very accepting and very just like Alexa was like encouraging me to meet guys. And Mitchell was like, you know, like you, I want you to feel comfortable. Like if you end up bringing guys back to this, to this house, like meet us, like know that you can mm-hmm. do that. And we'll be so wow. excited to do that. And um, I don't know. I just have so many good positive things with them. And um, yeah, walk me, walk me through what that was like. Like, how did you get to the point of being like, I need to tell my roommates. Yeah. Um, I, there was a couple, I think once I graduated, I think once I had separated myself from that, um, I had a couple moments, right. One of them was um, I got drunk with two of my roommates, two, no, two of my friends from college, uh, from high school, mm-hmm. excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. And two of my best friends. And I was just like, um, Hey, I don't think I'm straight. I got super fucked up and yeah. um, was like, I don't think I'm straight. And I just need to tell you all that. And <laughs> they were like, we didn't really address it the next morning. We just kind of like moved on. <laughs> like yeah. nothing happened, yeah, yeah. but it was like a, um, it was like nothing happened. They, they, they knew it. They remembered it totally fine. And, um, and then I was just like more, I don't know. I felt like I was like more comfortably and like owning the fact that I'm like mm-hmm. not straight. Um, and yeah. I don't know really what eventually led me to this point. I think just the anxiety and the weight of it all just like weighing on me and how much I just hated myself and like how Mm -hmm. much I hated all of my feelings around it. I just wanted to say, like, finally be like, you know what? This is real for me. Like, I think even when I was saying I struggle with same sex attraction, I was keeping at a distance and Mm -hmm. keeping sexuality as like my, like my gayness as like a, that's the thing that I experience. It's not something that is a part of me. And right. totally, and I, I get that, you know, and um, it, it, I, I, I just wanted to, I kept dividing myself from it. And then once I realized I was like, this is not working for me because it's, I'm still feeling all these feelings. I need to just own all the feelings that I'm feeling and just wow. say like, this is a part of who I am. And so mm-hmm. I eventually came to that space, come out to two of my friends after super drunk. And then eventually was like slowly, like, brought Mitchell and Alexa into it and then called my mother, you know, like, Hey, like this is a thing that's happening. She so, didn't take it. So well wow, at the beginning. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Right after you told your roommates, you were like, like uh, probably hey, a month that went after. Well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was probably a while after. Um, yeah. I guess I should be clear. So like I lived with just Mitchell um, in the fall of mm-hmm. like, uh, of 20, let's say that was 2016. So the fall of 2016, I had just told Mitchell and then we moved in with Alexa the mm-hmm. spring of 2017. And so um, in between that time, I had come out to Mitchell. I had told my mother, um, I called her on the phone, but it was more frame like, I don't really understand myself. And then yeah. move in. And then I tell Alexa and Mitchell like more officially like, hey, I think this is a real reality for me. Then have a, a couple months later in the fall of that year of 2017, I call my mother again. I'm like, hey, no, no I'm gay. <laughs> <And laughs> this is how this is going to go. Yeah. And so she didn't take it well. She was very, not like she was not accepting her. She was like, it was a shock to her, I think, in a sense. Like she was really trying mm-hmm. to grapple with it and all the implications of what it meant. Am I going to have grandchildren? Am I going to have this, that, X, Y, Z? And right. you know, so she's grappled with all that and... um 
yeah and so that was like kind of when i no i so that's actually not fair wow i'm really not telling this well um these are all like light coming out these are all like light coming out like i'm telling people i'm bisexual Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know i'm i'm i'll say that i'm like more like revealing my sexual identity piece by piece to people i think that's the better way to say that and then my fullest realization of who i um, was wasn't until i moved to peace corps uh, or like mm. went moved to Peru and I was like oh, fully away from any religious community because I was very heavily involved in Austin Stone. Even after I had my negative experience with their counseling unit, um, I still went to their church while I was living in Austin. I still yeah. did all that. I still like would meet weekly with a guy who would um, like bring his little fucking paper of notes and tell me why homosexuality was a sin. And <laughs> no, I, no. It, like, that's like a, all these realities that I'm experiencing while I'm like lightly no. also trying to express my sexual identity to people, you know? Yeah. And um, so just a lot. And then I, I, before I go to Peace Corps, I went on one date with a guy. It was absolutely horrifying in the sense I was shaking the whole time. Oh. I was like, I absolutely, I actually thought he was catfishing me, which was a oh, totally hilarious deal. Um, <laughs> Did y'all meet on like an app or something? We met on Bumble, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was either, okay. yeah, I think it was Bumble. Um, yeah, I thought he was catfishing me. I even messages like Instagram. I was like, hey, some guy's catfishing as you. And he's like, no, this is literally me. This is so weird. And I'm like, I'm oh so God. sorry. No. <laughs> Will you still go out with me? And he's like, yes. You didn't, this is... <laughs> you didn't even like be like hey glad i found you it was like hey someone is not someone's pretending to be you literally that's literally i was like just wanted you to know like you're a sweet guy you seem like a sweet guy like i just wanted you to know he's like this is we're literally having this conversation like this is, it's me that's amazing like, he's like you just messaged horrified. me on bumble why are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> horrified <laughs> oh, um, no okay so was that your first date it was with a guy. so yes so we did like a walk around white rock lake no that's in um that's, that's in dallas. dallas i meant to say um what is it like travis um so we did like a little yeah walk around that and um i'm like shaking mostly because i'm so scared someone from the stone will see me like austin stone yeah. um yeah i'm so scared people will see me out and about with a man who like is very confident in sexuality i to, to me he like presents gay and so like that was like right i don't want like we're holding hands we're like doing like we're just testing out oh, the waters kind out. of thing. yeah okay yeah um Oh, it was so, it was so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I love could, it. Poor guy could sense all of my insecurities, like yeah. in the moment that we met. And he's, you know, he's even saying, he's like talking about his like going, coming out experience because of course that's what you do on a first gay date. Like you talk about your traumas. And so. Exactly. Um, right. <laughs> so that's why this podcast is so easy. I'm like, pretend yeah. we're on a first date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just such a universal experience. I know. Um, it really is. Um, so I, I, he's like, you know, telling me things like his life stories and the people that he's like met and even some people that he's like hooked up with. He's like, you're making me feel like such a slut. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like not trying to do that. It's just, I have no experience with this. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing here. Yeah. Um, and we finished that date. We kiss. It was like so weird. It felt like kissing my dad. I, I, oh, it was like, no. I was like, I don't think that I'm into this. And I go home to my roommates. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, never mind. I'm not gay. (laughs) Literally, I was like, maybe I I actually did. I I literally did. I walked home and I was like, maybe this whole gay thing isn't for me. And I just really lungs out of proportion. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So so I talk talk it out with my roommates. And they're like, this is just your first. 
you can also just not be into someone and still be gay. Like that's, like, yeah. you didn't have to be into him. That doesn't have to put your sexual identity into question. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. So then I ended up doing the Peace Corps. Um, I'm finally like fully divided away from like intensely religious communities. I'm in a very like liberal kind of it largely secular space. Um, and I feel very safe to like talk about sexuality things with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then it was just like, from there, all the wheels came off and, and maybe in a good way. I was just like, um, you know, like I hooked up with a guy in Peace Corps and like come out mm-hmm. to my family, like with like a little letter and be like, no, I'm actually just gay. Like, this is the reality. Like I like write like a little letter to my mm-hmm. brothers and to my 12 closest friends in high school, very well received, all good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm owning this. I am a, I'm a gay human fucking being. So, right. um, so that's so that was that, and from there I was yeah. a big ass skank for the next two years uh, while I was in Peace Corps, <laughs> yeah. and and that was like just like experiencing sexuality really for the first time for me, like where I'm like, okay, like mm-hmm. I I can do this, and it was obviously super complicated and nuanced because I'm living in a country where it's not very accepted, and um, there's also like power dynamics that are super uncomfortable to like um, you have to like be aware of like an American in a in a Peruvian space and like. Yeah, There's in so Peru, many elements. Yeah, be gay. Right. I remember talking to you on Instagram, and you had been maybe dating someone, and you're like, "It's weird because like we can't do anything. It's almost like being yeah. back in the closet." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was so it was so interesting. I was in a really small town, and um, so like I didn't really do anything about it there, and that was fine for me. Um, mm-hmm. But like when I would go to Lima, which is like an enormous city, that was where I was like, it's a little bit safer to let your hair down a little bit. Um, yeah. And I eventually found like a very good tight knit group of like Peruvian gays that were like, that are now still my like really close friends. And I talk to them pretty regularly. And I love um, that. yeah, so they became a little like gay family. And then I had like, there were so many queer volunteers that were like in my region. So I got to express a lot of that with them um, who were like, you, you know, like that, like that, like, experimentation of sexuality got to be in, in non-sexual ways it was like i got to, mm-hmm. to have conversations and discussions with people who are so much farther in their coming out lives and like being out than i was and i'm like i'm like baby gay in comparison and um i'm baby it was gay, so yeah. really like yeah. it was so healing and so like they just got to share so much of their experience and their like knowledge and wisdom and so um when i'm like hooking up with people they're like looking out for me and like making sure it's safe sex and they're very sex positive and like um they're trying to be like careful about like navigating power dynamics and a in a like different like in the american peruvian context and like mm. all, all the implications of like what it could mean to be like dating in that in that context and um i don't know there was just so much looking out in that regard and being like hey like you need to recognize these things and just be careful yeah and so they're like, I come so under my them. wing. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely. I, I learned so much from them and uh, it was so, so good. It's just so positive and very stretching and growing. And that was not at all what I was intending my Peace Corps experience. I did not go to Peace Corps to escape. That was not my intent at all, you know? Hmm. And it just yeah. ended up um, that this was like a nice little like side story to my Peace Corps experience that ended up being a yeah. large part of who I am, you know? So. Wow. How fortunate, too, that you got to have the experience. I mean, you weren't going to sneak away and, like, try out the gay life, but in turn, you got that. And it was 
so safe it sounds like yeah yeah the safety was definitely there um and i just had like a, such a soft place to land with them and they're obviously still my very good friends to this day and mm-hmm. constantly teaching me new things about myself and just i don't know i think they're wonderful people and i would not be where i am in this journey without them for sure you know after experiencing what you experienced in peru what was the feeling of coming back and knowing that like you're a pretty different person than when you left and you know, you're about to be back with, cause you lived in Texas for a little while when you first came back. Right. Yep. Um, what was that like? And I'm assuming maybe that you had to talk to some of your friends that you hadn't told or that you hadn't seen. Um, yeah, I, did not start saying I was gay until I was home. In fact, I had a call with one of my friends. Um, one of my friends who was in the Peace Corps with me, two of them actually, and I had like gone on this little walk around my neighborhood um, and just having one of those like dramatic like thinking walk things and was like, you know what? The, reason, the only reason I'm not saying I'm gay at this point is because I hate the word. I hate, I have so much internalized mm. homophobia and um wow gay has been such a slur for me in a sense like that has been the word that has been used against me greater than like the f slur um i've been called it before by multiple people but but i definitely like gay was the harder to harsher attack and and gay has always been such an insulting thing to use and like in my straight friend circles growing up and so Mm -hmm. um um and of course nobody means anything malicious by it they don't you know they don't think but you internalize those things and so yeah yeah. so i manifested that in the way that i'm like i'm not even ready to say i'm gay because the word is such an icky word to me and i'm so not afraid like i'm so afraid of it and so i call Mm -hmm. two of my friends i'm like sobbing and i'm like i think i'm just like ready to say that i'm gay and like say it out loud i can barely even like it felt so taboo i was like i'm like gay you know that kind of thing and then I finally got comfortable with it. And um, I think with my mother, she was always like, she didn't understand the bi thing anyway. And so she was like, no, you're just gay. Like, and I'm like, okay, we don't contribute to bi ratio in this household, Debbie, but fine. Um, you're Damn you're it, right, Debbie, but only in right. this case. Yeah. <laughs> just because you don't know what it means, but you were right. Okay. But you were right. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. um, I think bi is such, I mean, even my parents were like, how do you, how are people bi? I'm yeah. like, I'm not bi. I don't know. So, I don't but. Have the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have so many bi friends too that are like, you know, very authentically like they are living in that. And in in bisexual right. is the correct label. And they know that for their, like, as a reality for them. And so um, their stories on that are so interesting and worth exploring. But um, I, that was obviously not my truth. <laughs> and so um, I, I, I think as I, um, as people are like asking, you know, like as I'm coming home and, and talking to people, they're like, yeah, so you like, they're doing the same thing. Like you came out as like, bye, like, how are you feeling about that now? I think a lot of people are so already skeptical of bi as like mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. as like a thing, which is to all my bi folks out there. I'm so sorry that that is a reality for yeah. them. Um, that people yeah. are already so skeptical of that. Um, they're like you're bi. So like really you're gay or lesbian. So really you're you gay. I like, don't want to say it. Yeah, and, and you're so like, and, for me, yes, but uh, actually, yeah. that's not what it means. <laughs> yes, and and so it's interesting because it's like at the end of the day, can I say that I'm not attracted to women? No, 
I think there's a level of me that could say I am potentially attracted to women. And, and that, in that technical sense, yeah, I guess I'm bi, but that label also doesn't work for me now where it's yeah. like in the way that I am expressing sexuality, I'm really only pursuing men. I don't really have a desire at this point to, to pursue relationships with women. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that it couldn't happen. It's just that it's not, it doesn't feel like an authentic label at this point. And so, yeah. um, so that that's my, you know, experience with that. And I think, um, so it, it works better for me to just say like, Hey, like I'm just gay because in all like for all intents and purposes, it's, it, I am gay. Like you're not going to see me express my sexuality in a way that looks bisexual. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, totally. So th- th- I think that label makes it, it's just more authentic for me. And so, um, mm-hmm. And people grabbed onto that quickly because they were already skeptical of it in the first place, which is shitty, but um, they, were, <laughs> yeah. they, they were ready for it. <laughs> it's yeah. People love to assume and then right. love to feel gratified when their assumptions are correct. And you're like, hundred percent congrats, but <laughs> yeah, <fuck off>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's been, it's, it's been mm-hmm. a kind of a fun little journey to kind of, yeah. really realize the authentic label for me um, in, in that way. Um, Where is your mom at now with your sexuality? Oh yeah. So great. And, and to, to frame it as that she like wasn't is feels a little like unfair, but she was just like not ready for the information I think is yeah. the way mm-hmm. to say it. Yeah. You know, um, she was always so accepting and so supportive nothing like my mom's like my best friend. And so um, oh, I love that. Yeah. Like the, I, we fully can talk about like boys and things like we're all, we're all on the same page. Like it's all good. Um, it, it just, I think it just, the information was difficult for her to seep in and all the implications of what it meant. Like, um, God bless her. There was like a point where like, I, um, when I'm telling her that I wanted to be, I was like trying to debate whether or not I would like post this in a public setting, like Facebook or Instagram. She was like, essentially she was like don't do it you don't need to do that um Mm -hmm. but what was happening she was like trying to protect that information from my grandmother she didn't want my Uh, grandmother to know mm -hmm. and so there was a there was two things going on with me at that time i was like fuck you i want to just do what i want to do and then there's also the like okay no one really needs to know i guess like it's Hmm. my personal life um but i did explain to her i'm like the reason i like come out to people is because i want them to I don't want there to be any like questions and I want to know who's on my team in a sense. Like, yeah. um, you know, like if, if people are going to be like outwardly re- like responsive in a negative way to this, I, I want to know that it's going to hurt, but I want to know that. Right. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I think like helping me navigate like relationships was my biggest motivator for wanting to make it a more public coming out thing, mm-hmm. but it just never, it never became that. I, I think I just ultimately was like, my grandma doesn't need to know there's people that don't like ultimately it's my like life and, and nobody needs to like see this um, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And if they ask, I will so openly tell them I have no problem with that. Um, yeah. So that was where I landed on it. Um, but I think everyone's relationship with how they do their coming out is so personal and so unique and should be yeah. honored anyway that any way that they do it. So I love that. Yeah. And it, and two, like, it's what you want to put out there. Like I came out in a very public way and And I loved it. (laughs) And like 99% of that 
was because I was just sick of coming out to people and just like, yes. yeah, I'm gay. Plus, and you know, the Baylor world is so talkative. And so oh, yeah. people would reach out and be like, hey, like, heard you were going through something. I'm like, Mm, like the last 25 years of my life I was going through. Yeah. But now I'm like <laughs> not going through something. No. So yeah. But and for that, that was like the healthiest, best way to do that. Um, but I also think that there is such a powerful, powerfulness of not doing it. And oh my God, I, yeah. the reason, the reason why is like a sexuality. I mean, it's the most personal thing right and so you can post whatever but people then get a chance to talk to you about it personally you know i could have had 500 people look at my blog or whatever it was and not know whereas with you you get to have like one-on-one conversations and talk about it and they get to ask questions and so i think there's there's definitely beautiful and beautiful points of both sides so a hundred percent that's cool I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, that's one, one thing that I've definitely been um, kind of realizing is you just, you just never stop coming out as the reality as you meet mm-hmm. new people, like you're always coming out and, and that is sh- shitty in a sense. Cause coming out doesn't totally. like, you know, like it, it's not like this, it doesn't always have to be this like dramatic thing where you, where you're like, I sit down with someone and like, Hey, I'm gay. Um, but as you like naturally are talking about your life and you are mentioning people yeah. you're dating and they're men. And then you have to watch as all the straight boys in the room are like, like clicking <laughs> and turning. They're like, they're making their, they're making their like, okay, I, I'm truly, I got to make that adjustment mentally. He's gay. Okay. <laughs> moving forward. And, and you're like, was that hard for you, sweetheart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we need to have a sit down chat about this baby? Do you want to um, talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, I agree. So I, the, that level is like, um, uh, it's, it's interesting. Right. And so, um, at one point I was talking to our sweet girl, Jordan Motley, who I got, I just love her. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can't wait to have her on this. (laughs) Oh God. I know. Um, she, uh, I I asked her one point, I was like, Jordan, do you think people like know that I'm gay? And she was like, an all caps just response, like, ah, like Preston by this point, yes everyone knows like people are talking about this so i'm like okay great so like i i didn't have to do that cool like people yeah. know now so like that's great that's perfect yeah. um i figured people would talk anyway and because bitches like to talk bitches <laughs> so, love to talk bitches love to talk um, the baylor especially that but so many people were so supportive and i think that was one of my favorite things about coming out was like um it's funny, like my, my, my high school world and like my, you know, like my little North Dallas bubble world, like they were all really receptive. And somehow I was kind of expecting that. I think in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But my Baylor world, I was so not ready for that response. And Mm. so many people have pleasantly surprised me. And that has been the most, I had such low expectations, genuinely. (laughs) So accurate. I mean, for real, a question I often get and would love to hear your response on this is like, are you, do you wish you were out in college? Oh, uh, like yes. Times a million. So really? badly. Okay. Oh my God. And, and, and I don't know if this is such an interesting question. I definitely think about this all the time mm-hmm. because for me, it's like one of those things where like, if, if I were, if I had gone into Baylor 
openly gay, how would I have expressed that? How would I have, right. how would I have like, um, what, what relationships would have been different? Would I have um, attempted to do like X, Y, Z? Like I, what would have changed? I, I don't know, but I, <laughs> yeah. I so badly wish I could have explored that while there. Would it have been like saucy, discreet kind of moments? Would it have been me owning myself and being like, this is who I fucking am. And like, if you don't like it, suck my ass. Like, would it have been one of those kind of things? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, and, and so yeah. I just, you do. Yes, you totally I wish just that. I so wish I would have. To your point of like, almost having somewhat of a remorse of not being able to explore or experiment or whatnot. It also does go back onto like the environment we were around in this Christian Baptist university and a fraternity and just like the overall general idea of homosexuality is bad. I think because it was always told to us that this is wrong. Don't do it. Yeah. Run away that we we didn't have that opportunity and and when you're gay too and not out and still trying to figure that out, the last thing you want to do is like fight someone on it or like oh God, yeah. conflict it um so it's you know, damn, we missed out on that, and how fun would it have been if we were all like had the exact same experiences that we already have, but we all knew each other were gay and could like hang out. I would have fucking yes. loved that. You know, there would have been this oh little God, gay yes. club of us, but <clears throat> you know, in another life that'll happen. In, maybe In another life. What is your relationship with faith look like now or Christianity? That's such a good question. Um, this is actually uh, on a, like a very serious note. Like, I think it's one of the things I'm, uh, going to therapy for honestly um i trying yep. to explore my my relationship to faith um the therapist that i found actually has a lot of competency in working with um uh, orthodox jews and and like gay men yeah gay men and women who are in the orthodox like jewish tradition and so she has a lot of experience in that and that was very attractive to me when i was looking for uh like therapists because i wanted to be able to talk to someone who's experienced in um, religious trauma, honestly, and, and, and like norms and expectations around what your religion demanded of you when you were actively involved in it. Um, so part of my relationship with faith is, is, a, is a lot more distanced now because I was living in Peru and mm-hmm. um, the faith traditions there is like heavily Catholic and I'm not Catholic. And so yeah. um, I, I didn't connect as deeply to that. So I, I never really dived like dove into to, to that while I was there. Um, and so I just kind of had like a two year hiatus really from anything super Christian, like Christian related, I guess. Um, and, and now as I've like returned to the States and just been here, I think that my relationship with uh, Christianity is so um it almost, it hurts, right? Like every time, like mm, I have yeah. tried to open up a book, I even tried to open a Bible, maybe, I don't even remember, it was like a couple, it was probably a couple months back just to like try and just like, can I do this? And yeah. all the feelings of anxiety and shame and pain that I experienced for so long that I never recognized were those feelings 
mm-hmm. rush right back, you know? And I, and I think, um, I, I think it's, it's been a challenge, right? Like I, I just feel so distanced from it because I, I, I look at it and I'm like, this is a severe and deep source of pain for me. And, um, every time I look at it, I'm just like, if this is my relationship with religion, like it's so strained and, and the God of the universe, like does, does he genuinely not love me? If that is, um, if that is what this is going to be about, like, I, I just can't connect to it yeah. right now. And um, that's been my experience. And I think that sometimes when I really, like when I really analyze it and I really think about it, I think I just get angry. Um, I think that's like my, my biggest emotion at this point is just feeling anger and just sadness. And, and yeah. I had so many good experiences with faith and I don't want to, um, it would be disrespectful to not honor those like in my own life and in my, my walk. Um, but I, it caught, it's such a source of pain for me. It's, it's, it's exhausting to look at it and go, I had to use this to, I had to use like weaponized scripture against people to defend myself. Um, yeah. And I constantly feel on the offensive with this and, or, or defensive. I'm not even sure anymore, both. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And it, it just made it an exhausting. It's, it, it feels exhausting to come to it, I think ultimately. So hmm. that's literally why I'm in therapy to just kind of help navigate some of that trauma and, and can I re- revisit this in a space where it doesn't hurt? Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, that is speaks so uh, in speaks so much about gays in the church, like, yeah. right. And why we've left or why there's such little representation. Um, yeah. Like, look how we grew up and look how, you know, some people, most people were treated when they came out into gay circles. So I think experiencing what you're experiencing and, and going through and processing that is huge. I think it's also really important, like just in general to sort of deconstruct what you have built yourself up on while you were sort of living a lie essentially. Right. Um, and then to be like, all right, now where, you know, <laughs> Yeah. now where do I go? Um, yeah. So cool. And I, I, I hope that journey is um, fruitful or not. Mm-hmm. Fruitful. That's a, I hope that journey is, rewarding or you get to it and you come to a place of rest in it um i hope so just yeah it's i know i know this i know exactly what you're going through and i think many if not all gays go through that especially christian gays yeah Um, so cool thank you for sharing that absolutely my experience with talking about people who are gay um, is we never really learned what gay sex was. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Could talk about it for years. Could talk about yeah, it for okay. years. We're going to dive into that and sort of what your exposure to gay sex was and maybe even talk about your first experience. I, 
God. Um, yes. Great question. So I think, um, okay. So let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit to, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Peru again. I'm freshly out and I'm ready to fucking own it. Like I'm ready to like, in, in all its glory, I'm ready to own it. I had hooked up with a boy that was like, um, in my, in the Peace Corps with me. And he's one of my best friends now. God, I just love him so, so much. Um, Which I love about the gay community is we have sex and then we figure out if we're <laughs> friends or not. <laughs> yes. And, and he and I just remained friends through the whole Peace Corps experience. Yeah. Had our ups and downs. He's just, he's my person. He's my person. And I, I without his friendship, I, I just, I just don't know what I would do. So um, love that he also pushed me a lot towards um, having a more sex positive mind, which is so funny because I have always, not always, but I've, I've so long had a sex positive mind, but for everyone else and not myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. knew that and he knew that and he pushed the button on it for me. And so <laughs> he's like, anyway, you're encouraging all of us to have sex, but here you are in your yes. room on a Sunday night. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday. Hope. I don't know. No judgment. We we got drunk one night and he's like, why are you still a virgin? Like, and I'm like, because that's just like, I'm re- only wanting to give my body when I'm ready kind of thing. And that's such a carryover from Christianese. And, yeah. um, and he was like, let's explore that kind of thing. Like he, even while he was drunk, he's like, let's, let's push that boundary. Let's explore um, that yeah. and your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was uh, just such a, a big push for me. And uh, anyway, okay. so yeah, <laughs> Um, so, so I have this, like, first, like, this very, like, first, like, sexual experience with him, um, but my, the first time that I had, like, uh, penetrative sex, we'll just go there, um, Do it. was, I love the was, word penetration on this podcast. Absolutely. Um, was with this guy in Peru who is just one of the most beautiful human beings I have ever met. God, yes. he was just, he was... It, it, there was like those like mutual attraction feeling he's really i got he was fucking brilliant he's like uh um he worked in like global medicine or something like that and um, smart and sexy and peruvian just like sign me and up peruvian, and just like just like he had so many great things going for him was such a wonderful person um so confident in who he was he also had such a, like a um interesting background with like the Catholic faith and like he grew up mm-hmm. in, in that and like exploring his sexuality in that context was so challenging. And so he had an amazing story as well. Um, anyway, we had sex. Um, <laughs> so, um, and, and it was like, for me, I, I just let him guide that experience. Right. Like cool. I just, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And he was so, uh, the word I'll use is gracious. Like he was just so, Wow. Understanding. And yeah. so like, I know that this is your first time kind of thing. And, um, that's gosh. amazing. It was just such a positive, like good experience. And I, and I'm very thankful to him for that. And like, there were no expectations afterwards. Um, I was yeah. also secret, like I was secretly in love with him, obviously, because it was obviously the first time that you have like a big moment like that with someone and you're like, I'm in love with you, obviously. So, um, <laughs> fortunately you know. yours was with like a nice guy and not like a 42 year old you met on Craigslist, not yeah, speaking um, from experience, but just yeah. saying. <laughs> and I, and, and you say that, and I, while I was in Baylor, there were moments where I looked on Craigslist to have those experiences, not even kidding. Cause I was so, oh. so ready to do that. And, and I didn't, thankfully, I'm really glad I didn't, but, um, I did absolutely look and not even grinder girl. No, I didn't know what grinder was at that point. Um, really? I didn't even know. I didn't know it existed. Oh my gosh. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. And so, um, 
So I did that, learned that Grindr's a thing eventually. And uh, my next experience, I guess, was through Tinder. I had met this boy who was, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to be honest. He was like super classist, super like, um, he was, he was problematic. Um, yeah. He will not be named, but he was. That's okay. A lot of things. We'll call, and, him, we'll call him Bob. Okay, Bob. Um, so sweet Bob. <laughs> um, God damn it, Bob. God damn it. He was like very sexy, very attractive person, but was not going to be someone that I was going to date. And I think that was something that I was looking for. I was like looking to explore, like having a boyfriend. And yeah, yeah. Um, um, after my like first like sexual experience with someone I, I, I wanted, you know, like something to, similar. Like, okay, yeah. And I was like, I, the bar was one, set. If the bar was set and I, I want something more, like I want something more like connecting. And so we can like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, that never came to fruition while I was living in Peru, which is totally great. That's really fine. Um, and was part of the reason why I was like super excited to like come home. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. was to like try and explore that. Cause I think part of it was like, I'm living here only for two years. I know that. And it seems really disrespectful to the person that I'm dating to be like, by the way, I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> that's not fair to them. Come with so me. Just, yes. If you like, want. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's not fair to do to you. I cannot like, yeah. make those demands for anyone else. And, um, as much as I like, I, I could have stayed in Peru, but then the evacuation happened. But like, yeah, anyways, there was all these like dynamics at play. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, um, my experience with, with sex was so, uh, it was, it was like guided by like these one night stands and then also the, by porn, honestly. Um, I mm-hmm. think that was my next question. Yeah. It was honestly, it's funny. I, I was having relationships with people or relationships. I was having relations with people before I started my porn journey. <laughs> so really? Okay. So when was the first time you saw gay porn? Okay. Great question. Um, I, in a moment of like fear and scared, like, oh, I'm so scared. I looked it up, looked it up once while I was in college and not until college. That is Bitch, amazing can you believe can you believe um and you were on the baylor wi-fi and you were like I- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i can tell you I, I can tell you i was um i know where i was living when i did that um so i think it was my sophomore year i want to say I, I did it out of like a moment of like all right like if i like <laughs> this then i'm really actually gay because there oh, are so no. many things throughout my life where i was yeah. like the way that I would test that I was gay was like, if the universe showed it to me. And what I mean by that is oh, like, my God, um, yes. as a kid, like I would be like a 16 year old, like driving to school. And I'm like, if this light turns green in three, yeah. two, one, then I'm gay. I make the universe like communicate <laughs> yes. to me. Do, yes. do you really like, Oh my God. I did that all the time. Like all the, all time. the time. <laughs> like, okay. If like, this song comes on next, God, I was like a very, very spiritual little kid and i was like god if this is coming up next i'm gay and it would happen in like two songs and i was like "Mm, no 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 yep (laughs) (laughs) and there'd be times sort of like or i'd be like practicing piano or something i'm like god if i hit a wrong note this time i'm a i'm a fucking faggot like let's go (laughs) yes like am i pressuring myself to be perfect i don't know what is that what is that so get that idea I have no idea. No idea. Um, But I absolutely did that for years. I mean, God, that had been from the moment that I had my little like 13 year old little wet dream moment to Mm -hmm. when I came out, I had to have had that every day for years. 
Yeah. Years. Same. I could I could honestly say the same. And just being like, I wonder if I'll ever stop doing this, but <laughs> like genuinely. I still don't. Was... I'm like, should I invest in these stocks? God, like just turn on a commercial. <laughs> I don't know, you know, something weird. It's no. so real. It's so real. It's like testing him. I love it. It is, it is, and I totally did that. And um so I guess my relationship with porn didn't really start until um sophomore uh, year. The, yes but then i was like immediately no like i was like no no i can't you do this and so i just and like, like no scary i, I have feelings and um you <laughs> you so I, I literally was like icky and um with the hand yeah <laughs> and i'm like this doesn't mean anything if i do this icky <laughs> yeah no <laughs> um I, I said no and i was like um I, I just kind of shut that down. And so it was, mm-hmm. it was, and it's such a funny thing because, you know, like you'll go to like life groups or whatever, and people will be mm-hmm. like, I struggle deeply with porn. I'm like, really bitch? Like, I don't know a struggle with porn. And it's because I'm watching straight porn at this point and I'm not point and I'm not, and you're like, I not don't into care. It. <laughs> I don't care. And I'm like, addiction, don't know her because I, I, I cause I'm so like in the closet at this point. I'm like, I'm like, wow. you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. I, I did not relate to the struggle of porn addiction. I'm like, I can see why you might have that, but like, mm-hmm. it's just not happening for me. I'm like, and I'm like doing this whole thing of like, am I a better Christian? Like what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And I don't even get off. I just say <laughs> I get bored. So must not be addicted. Bye. That's a joke, obviously. And, but yes, but like, but literally I was like, Oh my God, what's like, I'm, I'm like, maybe, maybe I just don't understand. Or maybe, maybe, some, maybe I'm just like, don't have an addictive personality or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that was really where my mind went. Not anything like narcissistic, like am I better Christian? No, totally. But I, I ended up more having like a um, different relationship with porn whenever I was oddly enough in Peace Corps and all my Peace Corps friends are going to fucking cancel me for this because I did have, <laughs> I did have Wi-Fi while I was living in um, my home, which is like a very like not common thing for a lot okay. of Peace Corps posts. Um, so and that's just very, that's just very matter of fact, just the, the space that we're living in, not always would you have yeah. Wi-Fi, but I did. And um, so my experience with porn, because I spent so much time alone, that is the thing that a lot of Peace Corps <laughs> people will relate to. Um I spent so much time alone and when I spent that time alone, I was like, well, now that I'm out, like let's explore this whole gay porn thing. And so it definitely became more like the addiction part of that. I was like, okay, now I, now I think I, Oh, like I get it. Oh, now I get what they were saying. Now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh wait, can um, I go back to that life? Just like echo, just echo that. Yeah. Just echo that. Um, very like very oh. real like i very much understood it from from that point on mm-hmm. um and and i hate this because i think um it, it had such an effect on like the kinds of people that i'm attracted to like who are they like muscle gays or like what you know like they're, the body types yeah, you and, like, don't even know your type I, I don't and steven today i'm still not even sure and so which is okay. um you which is okay universal type yeah um like just kind of exploring that avenue and um feeling so weird about it at the same time because i'm like this is a different deal for mm-hmm. me but also I'm also still feeling a lot of shame around it still um mm-hmm. i don't know um it had a very unique uh role in my life i guess i'll say and um teaching me the things that it did um <laughs> 
uh, interesting, right? Like, like, right. okay, like, totally. this is, this is how I'm going to learn about this because nobody else is going to, to, to tell me. Right. Because in my growing up books, we didn't, there was no penetration of the butthole. So definitely not. And <laughs> we're not talking about douching. We're not talking about like, uh, Oh yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff. Like we haven't even, movie. Oh, exactly. And like, what it means to like care for your bottom or care for your top, you know, or what a top and bottom are. So you just exactly. have to experience that and good luck throwing you out there, baby. You know, <laughs> it's like when you come out, it's you just get kicked out there and people are there to help you, but the, God damn it. Will they help you? And just, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. And like, and so part of that for me was like, not only explaining that, like, yeah, like I had the porn Avenue, but just, like once I was out and comfortable with like my family seeing the things that I look on Netflix or like, you know, like oh, yeah, Hulu, cause we share it with shit. Like I don't want to like look at like gay themed films cause I don't yeah. want them to know. And oh, now that I'm God. out, I'm like, fuck, like I can watch whatever I want. So I am just, and I hope you watch this. <laughs> oh yes. Like, like rav- like just ravenously consuming so much yeah. LGBT media and um, stories and like coming out stories on YouTube or like just, absolutely just consuming it to the fullest that I can. And um, yeah, like that was such a big thing for me and, and learning so much about like gay culture that I had missed from 20, whatever fucking years yeah. that I had missed, you know? And so um, yeah, that is such a thing. Like that was such a thing. I love it. It's so <laughs> just common. I just, I, and that doesn't like belittle anyone's experience with it because it's all so different of how we get to like understanding gay culture. Yeah. And also just like opens up this idea or like understanding of the straight culture and like, Oh, no wonder you don't understand this. I'm just learning this. <laughs> yes. Let me Absolutely. Take you through that with you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to that, right? Like I think for me, um, understanding like uh, to help me understand gay culture was to help me understand that there is a straight culture. Like for me to really huh. like nail that mm. down, having that like distinction, like straight culture does exist. And I've just been yeah. so submersed in it for so yeah. just so fucking long that like, yeah. I, di- I didn't even recognize like, and so mm. that was so validating for me to like hear things like, uh, or not hear things, but just to realize like, um, so many of the things that I was not interested in growing up mm-hmm. were were because they were belonging to a culture that was not my own. And mm, and wow. to be so like divided from that and, and not recognize it obviously would create a lot of conflict like conflict in me and mm. and you just don't recognize that when you're going through it. And no, not at all. You know, like, it's so, like looking at people who are so like super into sports, not to say that they're not sporty gays or whatever. Right. But like to, to look at certain aspects of straight culture and, and to look at that and be like, oh, oh, my God, this is why this, this is, why. is why I don't identify. Yeah. I don't know if you felt similarly like a hundred percent. Yeah. Every, <laughs> like I. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in theater in choir and so yeah, I did have that sort of outlet, yeah. but then it was like hanging out with my brother and dad. I'm like, okay. Uh, like, what do we talk about? Because I, like, I remember sitting down as a kid watching like 
a quarter of a football game and being like, wow, I did it. Like, that was really cool. <laughs> like, oh, I can relate now. Like, and which just, I mean, that limits straight and gay culture, but in the I agree, same sense, it's true. Like, we, there's such a, a gay culture of different, <laughs> like, fashion and music and yeah, theater like- and choir and like, that's okay and uh, gays and straights can be in both of those worlds but you know uh, that's not the agenda that's pushed on us when we're kids yeah now i have to ask like were you were you that bitch growing up did you ever wear a dress where you were like were you so was that your truth as a kid i totally did it so i i have to ask (laughs) i I, I never, I never did. I for sure like loved the color pink, loved like princesses. Like I would play with my sister's dolls more than I would, or the GIJs because they were kind of hot. But um, so hot. <laughs> they were honest. <laughs> I was like, "Can I buy a GI Joe?" My parents were stoked, and I'm like making him kiss in the corner. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, wait, that actually just, like, brings me to another point that is, like, <laughs> I'm fucking dying. Um, so, so in a similar world, like, so I played mm-hmm. Sims growing up. And, yeah, like, I know exactly what you're about to go to. Literally. Like, did you make your Sims have same-sex relationships? Okay. <laughs> I was not allowed to have Sims because I'm they gagged. had sex. Because they, yes, they I do. mean. Yeah, because it was risky and whatnot. But I went over to a friend's house, probably, I mean, this was like maybe elementary school. And she had Sims and she was like, look, I can make the two guys kiss. And I mean, I was like, whoa, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, with the Sims for sure. And it was like almost i'm jealous that if you did have sims you had the experience of like courting and um dating or like flirting because you had to i'm gonna backtrack because i did buy sims when it was like three dollars during quarantine i was like never could do this as a kid i'm gonna do it (laughs) and i was like Obviously, the first thing I'm going to do is try to make my Sims have sex, you know, make them gay. And it's a lot of work. And <laughs> I'm like, it's so oh, much work. This actually speaks into real life and how relationships work. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, you smell negative t- 10 hearts. That's yeah. <laughs> so real. It's so real. God, well, too bad. Yeah, I think every kid should have Sims because it teaches you the values of family, whether or not you're straight or gay, and the emotional toll it'll take when you don't take a shower. It's literally so real. Like with with my Sims, it would be like I was like tempted, and I would feel all the yeah. butterflies and like yeah. the anxious of like, ooh, do I make the men kiss? Like, <gasps> yes. and and, yeah. and I don't know if I I can't remember if I ever did or not. I think I maybe I did, but maybe I didn't. Because it was just like so, like ooh, like uh, taboo kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it was so interesting and so so different. spicy, so spicy. We did things as kids that were just like so innocent, but also just so telling, right? Truly, I wanted like a Barbie car when I was little, and yeah. like there's like a family film of like my family giving me this remote control Barbie car thing, and I open the present and I'm like, <gasps> just what I always wanted, and. It's just that was like, like your fantasy as a kid. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, just so, just so much. And 
I, you know, like I had like a Mulan birthday party and, and if you, did you like, really, or you I wanted did. one? I don't know. I had a Mulan. Yeah. A Mulan themed like birthday cake. <laughs> but like, but like, but, but so you're gay. like, so, so gay. And, and Mulan was, but for my birthday cake, Mulan was ping, like the masculine oh, yeah. form, you know? Oh, so like yeah, I had yeah, the yeah. ping thing and the horse, like ping and horse on my birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And, um, listen, like, Sean Yu was gay, and that is just that's canon. That's a and fact. you can't tell me you or bi. I don't care, but he's no, not he straight. was a homo. Yeah, yeah, and um, you can't convince me otherwise. And that was expressed as me like a six year old. So <laughs> totally, Mulan. Uh, yeah, Mulan for sure, like a a Queer gay icon. icon. Yeah, literally. All right, are you ready for the last question? Give it to me. If you could go back to yourself as the 13 year old um, having that wet dream <laughs> oh, well. and sit with him or talk to him and just be like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. You know, if you could talk to your younger self from where you are now, what would you say as advice? Oh, so good. Um, I think that I would just encourage them to just let it happen. God, just to like, just to let it happen, to feel all the things that I, I was feeling and um, just to just to be affirmed that those things are okay. And that you're not this weird um, outsider boy that is experiencing something different, that you having a boner for a man is not a weird fucking thing. And, yeah. you, you know, and like, you're, you're not, you're, you're not alone in this. And I, there's just, uh, there's just so many things that I would say, I th- but I think that that's the bulk of it, right? Like just being like, Hey, you are so worthy and so loved as you are. And everything that you're ex- going to experience is valid and, and do not run from these feelings because they are who you are and you shouldn't be afraid of that. And you are loved regardless. Like that's what I would say. I love it. <laughs> that's so good. Damn. What if we had that, you know? I know. Honestly, I don't mm. know. I, I, I think about what that journey would have been like for me post a conversation like that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and just knowing that like all the feelings that I felt like if I, you know, like so many of my friends were like, let's watch girls gone wild. Ha 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 jokes. And I'm like, I'm not eliciting any relax- reaction in this. Yeah. Are you like mm-hmm. knowing that it's okay if I didn't and knowing that like, that's, that's just how it is. And that's how it's going to be and love and honor your truth in that. So that's perfect. Just that. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's so true. And so honest and, I wish every little gay boy out there making his G.I. Joe's kiss could hear, you know, could just hear that and could just be content with who they are. Um, Truly. Yeah. And man, thank you so much for sharing your story. And also just like how cool of a journey you've been on. How many people can say that they now know, you know, the ins and outs of being gay, not only in America, but Peru and yeah. like a worldwide homo as some would call it. <laughs> but, and, and just the journey that you've gotten to go on with your friends and your, and your family. And um, it's impactful. I mean, I think it's, 
it's why I'm doing this is to talk with, you know, to, to put this out there and cause there is someone that's done the same things um, or maybe going through it. And um, so I really appreciate you sharing it in your a lovely person. I like am so annoyed that we weren't out together in college because uh, I just so think so. one, there would have been some like crazy great karaoke at scruffs, <laughs> <laughs> but also just like taking down the world. And we fortunately get to do that now with our, with our Baylor folk. And oh God, so, yes. yeah, I appreciate it. Preston. Thank you. Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much for bringing me on. I'm just, thank you. I appreciate it a lot. For sure. For sure. Man, wasn't that episode? Oh, I just love his story. And I hope you got something really cool out of it. Maybe you learned something. Maybe you were enlightened or you were like, hey, that's me too. That's really the hope of this podcast. So please make sure to share with your friends and family. Uh, maybe there's someone in mind that you're like, hey, they need to they need to listen to this and get something out of it. That's what we're here for. If you'd like to be featured, please let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram at jru18. Next week, we're going to have my friend Blake Lee on. Blake is outgoing, hilarious, loves to dance, pretty good looking, and maybe one of the only good things that came out of Dallas for me. If you'd like to do some pre-episode stalking, you can check out his Instagram at at Thick Thighs Save Lives. And I want to thank Hunter Gorman one more time for helping me edit and produce this podcast. And of course, Haley Pearson for the beautiful cover art that I am posting everywhere. So if you see it, make sure to share. My name's Jack White, and this is Y'all Are Gay.